Good evening, good morning, good afternoon, good night, whatever time it is with you. Good that, and welcome to Josie and Johnny are having a baby with you. My name is Johnny Donahoe. I'm Josie Love. We are two comedians from Britain's London, and we, by chance, are having a baby together. Yes, really soon now. Very soon. I mean, there's, there's not long now. You thought your waters were breaking yesterday. Yes, and I just actually needs to go to the bathroom. Yeah, we've got two weeks officially, but it could be any day. Yeah, and also I had cramps the other day and I was like, this is it. And then I was like, this is not it. <laughs> <laughs> so it's um, a genuinely dramatic time for us. Josie and Johnny are having a baby. Today's guest is Rachel Sklar. She is a busy, working mother of one. She's got a little girl who's just starting at preschool and she's bringing up her daughter on her own, which is something that, when I think about having a child, the thing that is so overwhelming is the idea of there's no time off. Mm. And I know that there are two of us, so at the very least, we can go, okay, you hold them now. I can wash. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Hard. Yeah, and I, I feel quite lucky because we do have plans to kind of take time off together. We're going to co-parent. Yeah, as much as we can. Yeah, I, I can imagine I'll, I'll probably... You'll do the breastfeeding. I'll do the breastfeeding. I'll do the sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine when the baby comes, I'll be doing the lion's share of it. But um, <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting. I, I was I, My mum raised me and my sister on her own um, and it is incredibly hard. I can't claim to be an expert. I'm not a single mum myself, obviously. But uh, they say it takes an entire village to raise a child. And I think if you are on your own, you really have to be all of those things. It is so extraordinarily difficult. I'm very impressed with my mum doing it. Also, I think it's probably you find your support network, don't you? You work out, you know, how to build that up. I think so. But I think you've just got to learn tactics for everything. Sure. Like whether that's support network or just the way that you handle all of those different things is, I mean, good Lord, I'm, I'm so, I feel terrible saying this, but I'm so glad we're going into this together, uh, not to... Because um, there's somebody to back up, to tag out. Yeah, I mean, I remember my sister when she had her um, little girl, uh, my niece, I remember her saying one of the hardest things um, when her partner was off at work was just going to the toilet. And imagine, I mean, I'm not ready for that, for going to the toilet, suddenly becoming a huge piece of, like, strategized admin. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, thank God we're going to be doing it together. Yes, but and, we won't always be in the same But we're place. No, we're never going back to work. It's too hard. <laughs> we're never leaving anywhere. Yeah. But also, <laughs> I think as well, like, it's going to be really uh, interesting to find out her perspective on this, mm. how she approaches it, how she deals with kind of the non-stop nature of it um also you know the reason that we're so excited to speak to her is because she seems to be somebody who has really really worked out a good way of doing it mm. like she seems to be somebody who if you follow her instagram and follow her work it's it's exciting like you know she's somebody who's really kind of thriving and enjoying parenting and showing it 
you know, in all of its glory. She's an expert. <laughs> She's an expert. Absolutely. But then all parents are experts, eh? Yeah, I suppose. Maybe. You have to be. I don't know. Well, we'll find out. You, I read your wonderful article and um, on uh, choosing to be a single mum and that process is ha- happening when you were th- when you're 41. Could you tell me the t- tell us the story of what came about and, and that process yeah, and your decisions? Sure. I mean, the process was old fashioned enough. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I didn't mean like that. I'm so sorry. I'm very British. I didn't mean to be in any way uncouth. <laughs> What's so interesting about the time we're in is that. That's something to be clarified. Mm. How exactly did you manage to make this miracle happen? <laughs> it's, it's almost assumed that, you know, there would have been intervention. But what actually happened was I had been thinking about this for a while, but privately it's it, for so many women who haven't sort of like gotten married, settled down, had kids in this sort of quote unquote traditional way. Mm. It's, it's hanging there over you. Like, what am I going to do? The ticking clock, all of that. And then people ask questions and then they stop asking questions. You know, I turned 40 and everybody stopped asking. And in my head, I was still asking all the questions and thinking I could make this happen. How can I make it happen? What, you know, I can save the money for it. I can, you know, maybe I'll find someone still all the, the sort of like the jumbled panic of being frozen and not doing anything. And I never talked about it because it felt like an admission to talk Mm. about And then I was invited to return to the summer camp of my youth, where I used to direct plays, to come direct some more plays. And it's really, it's it's close to where my parents are in the summer. And it was, it just sounded so wonderful to just mm. go back to this beautiful, you know, sun-dappled, you know, tree-lined paths and children singing together. And, <laughs> and so I said, yeah, I'm, I'm going to do this. And in my head, I also, I had like a potential offer to go to LA and, and, and write for, um, a a TV series that sort of fell through. And in my head, I remember thinking like, go to LA and who know what kind of very, you know, virile man I could meet. (laughs) It's yeah. Full of like creatives in their mid late thirties being like, there's way more eligible men in LA than there are at a children's summer camp. I mean, (laughs) It's very creepy to think I could go to summer camp and get knocked out. <laughs> so, and needless to say, I did not think that. Another person who had gone to the camp uh, previously, who was also an older alumnus, uh, also was coming back to do another show. And we actually knew each other through common friends. I'd heard of him. You know, we were Facebook friends. And I didn't really think twice about it. But, I mean, we met and we it was like, you like show tunes? I like show tunes. Mm. I mean, our was really low. And so we just started, we got together and it was actually very lovely and very fun. And all of a sudden I was like, shouldn't I have gotten my period? Should that have happened? Um, yeah. Uh, and then, you know, it was very, it was like very brief time at the actual camp. We, we were still together. I went back to New York. I had plans to visit him in Toronto. He was going to come here. Uh, and then I realized that I was pregnant and we sort of gave it a go and it didn't really work out. And that's good for everybody because we are not together. Um, but yeah, so that is how, you know, I, as I say to all parents sending their children to summer camp, I hope this does not happen to your child (laughs) at 41. It was a miracle. Oh, that's brilliant. And how old is your daughter now? She just turned three. Oh, that's brilliant. 
<laughs> How long were you working up until? I had taken on a contract with Spotify, a yeah. six-month contract um, consulting with them that started when I was eight months pregnant. Um, it just it made the difference between worrying about stuff and just not worrying for you know six months. As a freelancer, like or you know, or somebody who's kind of running their own business and running their own thing, you do have to make your own style of plans because, like, friends of mine who are like, "Well, I leave work for the nine months now, whatever." It's it's so regimented. Whereas mm. with me, I I was like, I, "I suppose we'll take three months and then we'll have to reassess after that." And I was very lucky that I at random got two one day jobs this last month and both of them were sort of cushy and I was like brilliant that both of the money from those two jobs is gonna that's my maternity fund suddenly. I mean don't be shy about asking your brain still works your expertise is still intact and other people still need it so just because the manner in which you can provide it is somewhat limited at this point doesn't mean that that you can't still provide quite a bit of value that's I mean, women and pregnant women and moms and parents, like there's a lot of power in that role right now and should be yeah. forever. I mean, I, I think that it's wonderful because, um, I, I mean, I feel sort of a, a mixture of feelings. Uh, uh, Josie and I are both stand-up comedians and uh, we did a, a tour together. And this very kindly um, older gentleman, say in, in, maybe in his late 60s, um, came up to me at one of the shows afterwards and said, when are you going to uh, send Josie home and, and stop her working? And he meant it in a very sort of loving uh uh, but awful sort of way. <laughs> I was like, well, first of all, that uh, that that's not my decision to make. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> but also, pregnant women are awesome. They can do what they want. What better sight gag is there than a giant <laughs> belly? <laughs> <laughs> Just uh, I, the, like it was the easiest easiest laugh I'd I, you know I'd ever gotten. <laughs> I tell you what, I found I found two things that I wonder whether you found too. The first one is that. I feel so wonderfully confident and happy occupying my full space physically in this way that I think I didn't quite claim before. Like, I just love the fact that I'm bigger and I can't make myself smaller and I refuse to. I mean, I love that the one area that I've always been self-conscious about, you know, like, is like my stomach, my, you know, muffin top, the paunch or whatever, all that. And then, like, that was, you know, instead I had this, like, gigantic feature. <laughs> so, like, bring on the bodycon dresses. I, I just, I loved it. I enjoyed being pregnant so much. And obviously that is, that itself is a great privilege. I, it could have gone very differently. I know it does. But, um, but I love being pregnant. So I hear you so much on that. And then the other thing was that um, it's been such a useful filter. I realise now how much time and energy and emotional labour I have given to things that were unnecessary. And then almost the second I got pregnant, I was like, no, no, this is a waste of time. <laughs> no, no, I can't do that. And here's why I refuse to. And and it's sort of, I feel like it's streamlined me in terms of like, made, made me less of a pushover, I guess. I don't know, giving me different priorities. Yeah, I'm, I am less of a pushover. It, it just became very easy to say no to things like, oh, I'm not getting paid for that? Okay, I'm a single mom. My time became so much more valuable. I had so much less of it. I really just had to be much more ruthless about it. And, and I'm like that even now uh, because for going out, for attending things, I, I love to go out. But 
going out is expensive. If I want to go out, it's, it's, it is minimum 60 to a hundred dollars. Sure. Of course, because of childcare. So that's interesting because I was going to ask you, like with both of those things, with sort of feeling more physically confident and also just being more um, straight, straight up in decision making and stuff. And I I wanted, one of the things I wanted to ask was like, does that last? Is this the new me because I'm into it? Uh, I mean, what I, like it goes in waves. Mm. There are days when I feel like a million bucks, where I feel all powerful, where I feel like everything is fantastic and I am earth mother, I am breadwinner, <laughs> I do everything, I can have it all. And there are other days where I feel like I, I see my peers, the people who I was sort of in lockstep with before I had Ruby, like there's no question, There's it's opportunity cost. Mm. You know, if you're doing this really big thing, you're not doing some other really big thing. But I, I mean, this this really big thing is the thing. It is it is the delight of my life. It is mm-hmm. it is the yeah. I mean, I have I have no regrets. I just you know I kind of wish that I was a little bit more efficient and <laughs> I could maybe maybe have like you know it's really easy to like look back at all those times you were awake in the middle of the night and been like well instead of surfing the internet why wasn't I working. <laughs> I think I'm going to start looking at Twitter in a new way of like, Twitter, you stole years of my life. <laughs> Why right, did I let you? hours from me every day. Yeah. Uh, we're going to take a little quick um, break. We'll be right back. Hello, we're back. During my pregnancy, I've tried to, like, thought so much about educating myself, yeah. thought so much about, like, get, preparing for birth and things like that. And then it was, like, last week I was like, what? What do you mean when they're born you don't wash them the whole time? What? <laughs> what well, do you mean you're not supposed to use shampoo on them for ages? What? Well, we, we went to a series of classes um, and we actually skipped the very last one, which was meant to deal with the whole, like, 18 years after <laughs> the day they were born. I don't know how condensed it was. Um, so we only know up to about an hour and a half after it's born what to do. Yeah. But, but we it, really know that bit. We're really good up to there. First hour. Got that. <laughs> Has anyone talked to you about cluster feeding yet? Oh, mm, no. no. Please do. After, like, in the first few weeks, the baby is, like, it'll feed, and then it'll come off the breast, and then, like, two seconds later, it'll want to feed again. It's, like, a, like a never-ending cycle of nursing that, you're like, for me, was one of the most mind-blowing things. I was so tired, and I was like, what is happening? Can I get a second, please? Like, you're so aware of your function as an organ of feeding. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the, the first few weeks are this crazy expanded amount of time it seems so long and part of that i think is just because you're not like you're not sleeping normally it's it's like the day doesn't end so the third trimester i feel like i've just not slept in the way that up until in the first 36 years of my life i slept where you go to sleep and then you wake up again and then like the last couple of months it's just been like wake up every 45 minutes uh try to go back to sleep and stuff like that and it it did make me think oh my gosh like i'm definitely not prepared for how long the night is when you're not sleeping 
Oh, that's such a smart way of putting it. Not being prepared for how long the night is when you're not sleeping. It's true. It's long. I mean, the other thing that I really was unprepared for, in addition to Johnny, this won't happen to you. The hormonal shifts and the hormonal, you know, waves are the most intense that your body will experience. So that there is that. And again, you're like sleep deprived and you're so in love. And, and I think, you know, your, your body's so battered. And I mean, I found having a, a, a postpartum doula staying a, a, like a few nights a week was really helpful. Some people have a night nurse and, um, you know, having like one or two friends who take charge of marshalling everybody else's good intentions into actual action is really useful too. And also have somebody who will like be your enforcer. There's always people who really, really, really want to hold the baby. And like, you might not want them to hold the baby. Maybe they're like, you can't help but notice they have a little cough or like, you know, they, you happen to know they live with like five cats and they have cat hair all over them. Whatever the reason, like. My sister had a really difficult time with that when a family member who'd just been smoking wanted to hold the baby. And my sister's like, I'm sorry, but you can't. Like, it's not good for the child. You really can't for like an hour. And the family member was so offended that they end up causing a big rift and wouldn't talk to her and all this kind of thing. People don't fully appreciate how, like, sensitive the tiny child is. Like, No, I mean, I, I, I'm sort of... I, I'm a former smoker myself. I gave up some years ago, but I do sort of feel... In, in my head, I mean, if someone smokes within 100 metres of you, Josie, now? pregnant, now I am furious. Yes. Uh, if, uh, we have friends who smoke and I'm just sort of, I figure we're just going to, we're just going to cut them. That's they're just, <laughs> they're just gone. We're just going to cut them out. I mean, like, it's just too much hassle. I'm too British to have a confrontation, so I'll just get rid of them. Well, so how about, you know, my mom put a sign on the door. Oh, that's and, and a Purell yeah. outside the door, right? So the sign of the door was like, if you want to see baby, remove outerwear, <laughs> take off shoes or whatever. Can I just say your mum sounds awesome? Yeah. 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 No, my mom my mom, and my sister and my, and my family really came through. It was fantastic. That's great. You, you sound like you had a really good support network of those people. I think that's so... Because I think sometimes, like I'm so frightened of oh, when I have a child it'll be very hard and it'll be very gruelling and it'll be this, that, the other. But I think... It's that difference between fighting against something and acknowledging something. Like, yeah, like thinking, because for some reason progesterone, the female hormone progesterone, is my enemy and the enemy of my happiness. But the thought of it is like, well, if it's there to make sure that, you know, you acknowledge that this is difficult and you're crying because it's big. Like, it, it just to me is like... It's, it feels like a game changer. I'm like, yeah, and it's the same thing like you're saying. Like, if you're the, if you're able to go, of course, this isn't just one note, flowers and roses. This is the fullness of life. <laughs> I feel like that it makes so much more sense. It's like the opposite of resisting something. I, you can't resist it. God, all the energy would take to resist it. I mean, as long as you are aware of your own feelings and. And, and stay safe. You know, I think it's really important that hospitals uh, and, and doctors, they check in regularly with women to make sure that they have, like, uh, to check in with their state of mind. Postpartum depression is real. Postpartum mm. anxiety is real. And women who give birth need care. It's not just the baby that needs care. 
women need care. And, and, and there is no shame in admitting that a giant physical thing has just happened to both mother and child. So yeah, cut yourself a break and let everyone around you just be nice to you. <laughs> they should be. Could you talk me through how that works? The, the, the night nurse, the postpartum doula, what do they do and, and how does that, how does that work? So a postpartum doula is slightly different than a night nurse. My understanding, <clears throat> I'm kind of rusty on this, but sure. a night nurse is more for the baby and a postpartum doula is more for mother and baby. Right. Um, so uh, there's a little bit more flexibility um, in terms of it, the doula is just there to support the mother and the baby and the process um, and take the, take the baby, uh, you know, help the baby get to sleep, help the mother get to sleep. Um, you know, like, so my, I had a wonderful doula and she would, she just like had, like, she just knew tricks. Like, like she took paper towels and wet them and put them in a Ziploc bag and then put them in the microwave. And then all of a sudden I had these beautiful heating pads and I was like, wow, you're handy. <laughs> and, uh, you know, she would like just, she would take Ruby uh, she'd bring Ruby to me for nursing and then she would take Ruby away and, and I could sleep. And it was just little stuff, little stuff like that. I mean, they're on the clock, you know, she was, she was gone in the morning and that was fine. But, um, it's also like a little bit of a nice reality check. Like it's just like, you're doing okay. Everything's okay. You got this. That's just, wonderful. Yeah, it was, it was helpful. And, and, um, you know, but, but honestly, there's two of you, you guys, you guys sound like you've, you've got it all under control and, and it's, it's going to be a, a very funny baby. <laughs> I hope so. I hope so. <laughs> That'd be the dream. Yeah. You don't want a, a dry baby. <laughs> <laughs> My friend was saying this to me. My friend was like, hopefully you'll find your baby hilarious. I certainly find my niece um, is just about to be seven and she has been hilarious consistently. She has been funny from very early on, from about a month in, she started being funny. Hopefully there's something genetic there. My sister's one of the most incredible people I know, and she is a single mum. And she, I think, I don't want to put words into her mouth, but I, I believe that the hardest thing she found being a single mum was a lack of that self-care and that sort of support that is, the support that you only tend to get uh, from a partner, which is an interest in the very boring things in your life. Have, have you felt a similar thing to that? Yeah. Um, well, kudos to your sister. Yep. Um, but uh, I love our, our FaceTimes. Our family FaceTimes are amazing and, and, and Ruby loves them. Um, yeah. I mean, Ruby is, is the you know best roommate I've ever had. And, and oh. we, I mean, she definitely doesn't clean up after herself, <laughs> but she's, she's delightful and we have so much fun. And I, and I do, I find that's the other thing about a kid. Oh my God. Definitely the best audience you'll ever have. Everything you say is hilarious. <laughs> like she thinks, looks at you like you're the greatest thing in the world. When I go pick her up every day at daycare, she runs to me, mama, mama. And she tells everyone, look, my mom is here. I mean, so she's a wonderful companion. And I don't know, for telling people like what's going on in my daily life, I've got, I got Instagram or Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great answer. Uh, more on this from Rachel in just a second. But first, we're going to take a quick break. Josie and Johnny, they're having a baby. Oh, 
Welcome back to the show. On with the chat. Oh, on with the chat. On with the chat. <laughs> also, just, I I think it's, who was it? One of my friends was saying that like, Oh yeah, my fr- it was uh, yeah it was it was one of my dear friends was saying that like what she didn't anticipate having her son was how much through his eyes she would feel kind of bolstered because he's he thinks she's amazing mm-hmm. and she was like like oh I didn't expect that he would give me that do, do, do you know what I mean. Yes, that's very true. I mean, it's really hard to beat yourself up when you have a kid looking up at you like you're the greatest thing in the world. Like, I can do this for her. I can solve this problem for her. I mean, there's very little that mama can't do that she needs done. And it's, um, you know, it's, it's a, it's a, it is a, it's a wonderful and very empowering feeling. So I, I mean, at the very least I know like, okay, I got this and, and I'm, there to protect her and uh, I mean it's listen it's a scary world and you do everything you can. How did you think about approaching teaching her about the world politically and you know small p politically and and about kind of bigger issues in the world like because we've definitely thought about like is it okay if we politically indoctrinate our children and stuff like that but at the same time like how how do you introduce them to like bigger wider stuff in that way? Well um you know, I mean, like, we don't really, I don't really share the crazy with her that much. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, she's not yet at that age. She loves her Hillary doll and she knows who Hillary is. Uh-huh. <laughs> I try to, I, I'm, I'm mindful of what the world around her looks like. And even stuff like princesses, my God, like, uh, like trying really hard not to call her princess or, or telling her how beautiful she looks or that sort of thing. It was such a start to me when she, you know, she, she, like put on an Elsa dress and was like, oh, I'm a beautiful princess. I was like, oh God, <laughs> I'm done. That yeah, scares me too. I mean, it's terrifying if you're living in Britain right now, trying to deal with, I mean, we're... we're Very anti-monarchy. Um, of course. Um, but I mean... That's why you want to be like, you're not a princess, you're a CEO. <laughs> but I, I was going to ask you, because you were talking about kind of how, you know, it is real that like, Obviously, you have a child, you have a, a massive new thing in your life and you have new priorities and and that does entail kind of shifting ways of like living and working. Like, I suppose it's one of our questions, which is how do you work around that? Like, did you find, did you sort of come up with strategies to ring fence your time and your sense of self separately and your creative uh, plans and ambitions like how did you balance those two things out I mean it was hard I eke out you know I, I wrote my first article like the night before her she was three months old so I could just like feel like I did one thing so then Ruby you know for the first nine months it was me and Ruby and I had I had a, a nanny who would come periodically and now I live like about 45 seconds away from Ruby's daycare school. There's a a program called the BMI musical theater workshop for aspiring, uh, musical theater writers. And so I've been, I've done that. I'm about to, I'm, I'm working on our graduation musical for the first year now. And, um, and, and I have, that has been a very expensive childcare proposition, but it's, it's like a real thing that I'm doing a real creative, wonderful thing. And, and it's possible. 
it's such a wonderful thing that you, you're doing that because it isn't uh, purely a sort of, uh, well, I, I need money, I'll get money, I'll do this. It's it's something for yourself as well and something nurturing and wholesome and uh, loving and caring. It's sort of really great to hear you do something like that. Yeah, it's planting it's planting a new seed that's, that's ambitious, that's it, yeah. not just going, okay, well, um, uh, well, now that baby's here, I've got to be uh, very pragmatic about one... Th- do you know what I mean? Like, a- Yes, I mean, uh, perspective is so much of it. It really is so, so much of it. And, and I think, you, you know, having a child just gave me a lot more empathy. Mm. I mean, that's the other thing that I had been planning to do from when I... about When Ruby was about three or four months old, I... I pulled together like a full mock-up of a logo of the mom newsletter I was sure I was going to start. Anyhow, that's been like my like dream in the background to do a, a mom newsletter. I've been wanting to do this for like for years. And I literally just today got like the approval, the transfer approval to for the website that I the the like the domain name that I that I'm bought I bought for it. So this is like the first time I'm saying this out loud, but I'm starting a mom newsletter. It's called the luckiest. Oh like, because every title. It's it's literally the luckiest.com. Right. I don't even know what is parked there right now cuz I have not transferred it yet, sure. <laughs> but I bought it. Well, that's great. I Hopefully it. by the time this comes out you'll have a Also what's exciting something. anyone listening can check and then if it's not there yet they'll know to keep checking back. That's right. I listen we should probably let you go cuz we've used up all your time but it's lovely to talk to you and like I really appreciate you Thank coming you. on and chatting to us and sharing stuff. No, I'm so excited for you. I've been I've been delighted to have this conversation and mm. I hope you keep doing it. We will. Me too. It's been such a joy. <laughs> also, please hurry up with the website and the newsletter because we need that shit. Yeah. <laughs> like we need you to do it. Yeah. <laughs> done, done, done. I will do it. We're going to sign up before the end of uh, today. <laughs> <laughs> I probably got to sign up. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome, thank you so much. Thank you so much for giving up your time and talking to us. It was a real pleasure to meet you. Good luck. Thank you very much. Cheers, thank you. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Oh, that was brilliant. Um, A real pleasure to get to meet uh, Rachel Scarther, uh, a really fantastic, exciting person who... um, I feel I've, I feel very nourished by this conversation. I've learned a huge amount. Thanks so much for listening to the show. We really hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. And if you want to keep track of me and Johnny personally, please uh, do. Please do so digitally. Uh, I'm on josielong.com. Johnny's at johnnydonahoe.co.uk. That's the website. Uh, yes, we're both on Twitter. Um, at Josie Long. Johnny is at Johnny Donahoe. Yep. And you can find Rachel at, at Rachel Sklar, which is S K L A R. Um, and she's going to be putting details of her new website, which will be theluckiest.com, up on uh, her Twitter and her Instagram, which are both at Rachel's Uh So, yeah, keep an eye out. If you enjoy the show, um, please consider going and giving us a good rating on Apple Podcasts because it would mean the world to us, it, um, just in terms of more people seeing it and hearing about it. This show was produced by Ruth Barnes and Laura Sheeter from Chalk and Blade for Stitcher, with special thanks to Stephanie Karayuki and Laura Mayer. We are Josie and Johnny. If you want some more, sign up for Stitcher Premium to hear every episode of Josie and Johnny are having a baby with you, ad-free, and before anyone else gets to do that. For a free month of listening, go to www.stitcherpremium.com forward slash baby and use the promo code BABY. Goodbye. Thank you.
Stitcher.